welcome to the True Logic, the podcast edition, the place where we talk about trends, news, and insights for businesses and individuals who want to succeed in digital marketing. Join our host, SEO expert and certified mama's boy, Burn Sun Wan, as he gives you insights on digital marketing fundamentals, tips and best practices, and easy conversations with industry experts about the latest trends and happenings in the digital world. Let's get started. Does the shirt you like on a web page keep popping up whenever you're randomly surfing the internet? Like when you're in your recreational blog, have you ever looked at an e-scooter online and then realized that the ads are stalking you? Uh, that's the power of remarketing. Personally, one of my favorite marketing strategies. And it's the practice of serving ads across the internet to people who have already visited your website. And it's got the potential to rocket your your visits and your conversion rates to new heights. And it might represent a complex strategy that's new to your marketing, but around 71% of businesses use this powerful tool to optimize their advertising. Today, your honors, I will reclaim my time. <laughs> and I invite you to join me again on another episode of the TrueLogic VX podcast. Today, let's talk about effective remarketing strategies for your business. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Logic VX podcast. And let's dive straight in into how remarketing works and how effective it can be for your brand, for your business. So uh, briefly, right? What's remarketing? Remarketing in a technical sense is an audience type in the Google Display Network. So when you do Google AdWords, AdWords, you can use YouTube, you can use the Google Display Network, you can use the Google Search Network. But when you use the Google Display Network, you can either pick an audience to target or you can target people that are already, or you can create an audience from people that are already visiting your website. What's the importance of remarketing and when should you use it? I've got a great answer for this because I think remarketing's practical applications would be if your product, service, or commodity experiences long conversion times, right? Like take, for example, car purchases. Nobody ever impulse purchases a car. And if you do, I am open to adoption. <laughs> the rest one are home purchases, right? Uh, most people that buy homes, so a lot of people, a sizable portion of the people that buy homes do do it to invest. But a sizable portion of the people that purchase that purchase property are looking for homes. They're not looking for investments. And so to them, it's going to be a once-in-a-lifetime purchase too, if they're lucky, right? And so they tend to have long sales conversion times. And I think the job of a brand is if you believe in your product or your service, your job is to be there when your customers are ready to buy. Another practical application of, of remarketing, like why and when you should be following your your audiences around. I'll give you guys an example. I haven't seen my sister and her family who live in Europe for going three years, right? Thank you very much, COVID. And they're flying here very soon. And my nephews, who I love dearly, have never seen Boracay. And it's on my bucket list that they get to see it once. Uh, because it is, let's face it, it is one of the most beautiful places on the planet. But I'm a busy guy. I'm not going to remember to book that flight. I'm not going to remember to look for that hotel. And so on the weekends where I get to do some recreational browsing, I get to look at plane tickets, going to Boracay. I look for hotels in Boracay. I never really get to book them then and there, right? And so I appreciate the fact that 
Skyscanner will chase me around, that Booking.com will chase me around, that Agoda will chase me around to remind me, hey, you were booking that vacation, right? Would you like to complete that? I think that's I think that's terrific. I think that creates for a terrific experience for somebody like me. Now, how does remarketing work? And it, it's really very non-invasive because rem- when when you become part of a remarketing audience, there's actually no personally identifiable information about you. The, the only thing they know is that this Chrome profile accessed this website. They only know your, your browser data and that's it. But no personally identifiable information, which is why to me, this kind of advertising is sort of like a very welcome channel. What the website does is it drops a cookie on your browser. And if your browser goes to any website that's got, that's got an allocation for the Google Display Network, the Google Display Network dynamically shows you the ad. And that's how it winds up chasing you. Now, how much does it cost? Remarkably cheap, actually. Like, rem- remarkably cheap. I would say remarketing traffic will cost you anywhere from 30 cents, 50 cents, 2 pesos. 4 pesos, by the way, is already a lot for a remarketing click. In most of the time, you're talking cents. And so with a few thousand pesos, with a few thousand pesos, actually with a few hundred pesos, you're talking about a few thousand visits, right? Allowing you to potentially close that sale, enabling you to be there when your customers are ready to buy. Now, what are some of the benefits to using to using AdWords? Like aside from or from using remarketing, aside from just the practical applications. Well, one is the traffic you lost does not have to remain lost traffic, right? Like you can re-invite these users over and over into your website until you pull on their heartstrings, until you just hit the right timing and so on and so forth, right? Two is the people that landed on your website, we're not looking to bet on a horse race, you know, unless you're a horse race betting website, then maybe, but, you know, by and large, they're not, they didn't go to your website because they were going to bet on a horse race. They went to your website because they were looking for products and services like yours. And again, if you are a believer in the products and services you sell, then you need to understand that it's your moral obligation to get your customer to buy from you because there are probably a dozen other bad providers out there, right? So you are going, you're just continuing a conversation with people that have already found the content on your website valuable. Now, the other beauty of remarketing is segmentation, right? A person that visits your webpage and then reads your blog is very different from a person that visits your homepage, moves to a service page, and then reads more about that service, right? Those are two very different behaviors. And what it can do is if somebody targets your service page or went to your contact form, then you can target them with ads that are stronger at conversion, Right, and if they, if it was very shallow, if they visited blogs, if they, if they read your blog, if they only looked at your homepage, then you can target them with branded ads. You can you can target them with with just branded collateral, with just awareness material, and it's a very affordable marketing tactic. Like, if I'm not mistaken, I think remarketing probably accounts for 25 to 40 percent of TrueLogic's traffic, but it never accounts for 20 25 percent of our budget. Right, So it's an amazing strategy that brings you very cost-effective traffic. Now, what are the different types of of remarketing that you can do? Because I think we're we're sort of talking about remarketing in general. So I'll talk about two channels where remarketing is really effective. You have the ability to do remarketing on social media channels like Facebook 
and you have the ability to do remarketing in in channels like like Google. But for the sake of this conversation, I will talk about two ways you guys can do remarketing. So let's talk about the channels first, right? Channels wise, in AdWords on the Google Display Network, you can create, you can use remarketing when either your website, like your domain, has a thousand visitors, or a specific product or service has a thousand visitors. So that specific page, that specific product, that specific service, that's when you become eligible for remarketing. Prior to that, they just don't have enough information about the kinds of users and the common denominating behaviors that they have. But once you've got a service that receives a thousand visitors, that service is eligible for a specific remarketing campaign. This is true for Facebook, this is true for Google. Like this is true for, for both of those channels. What you then do is you set up an audience, you create an audience inside your Google Analytics. It doesn't have to be in your AdWords. You can set up a remarketing audience in Analytics and you define that audience as, let's say, SEO remarketing, SEO remarketing audience one, SEO remarketing audience two. You can, you can call it whatever you want, right? You can call it web dev, web dev prospects one, but you, you can call your remarketing audiences whatever you want. The same is true for Facebook. In Facebook, what you do is you have to drop the, the Facebook pixel on your service page, and then Facebook is able to collect the data. Once it's got over a thousand users visiting the page, it then enables the remarketing capability for your website so that in Google, if they're in a blog and the blog utilizes the Google Display Network, if they, if they have display ads that dynamically populate and you know it's not static banner ads, then your ads may follow those users around, encouraging them to go back to your service pages. So they have to be in another website for remarketing to work. In Facebook, it's the same banana, right? Except they're not on a blog, they're in Facebook. So they're just browsing through Facebook. And if they are the certain user type that we're looking for, or if they're the certain user that had visited your website, they will get to see your content again, encouraging them to go back to your website. Now, those are the two channels. Let's talk about the ways you guys can use remarketing. And I already discussed one of them, right? The most basic type of remarketing is creating an audience that come from your users. So when you define use, when you define users in your, in your website and they reach a population of a thousand, you're then able to define them as uh, an audience. You're then able to define them as, as a specific remarketing audience. Same is true for Facebook. But the other thing you can do is you can advertise to what's called a remarketing list. So let's say, and I, I, I discover a lot of brands still don't do this. Like they've got email marketing lists, sometimes in the tens of thousands, tens of thousands of email lists. And they don't remarket to this email list. I'll, I'll give you guys an example. I'm sorry, Xiaomi, I love you to bits. I, I do buy your products and your services. But... You never follow me around with an ad. Like, it's so frustrating. And you have my email address. And I've got your app. And I've bought like two dozen things from you. And you don't, you don't chase me around with an app. You're not doing yourself, you're not doing yourself a favor, right? If I were Uniqlo, if I were Bench, if I were Xiaomi, even if, let's say even if I was a restaurant, Right? Like even if I was a restaurant asking for reviews and you've got my you've got my Gmail account, right? Like I could be Manhattan, uh, any, any of them, right? Like if, if I was any restaurant and I had email addresses, 
You have the ability to upload the first name, last name, email, or first name, last name, phone number on either Facebook or on Google and specifically market to people that aren't just your audience, but people that are already your customers, right? You're not advertising to people. You're not pestering people. Like, Xiaomi, trust me. If you remarketed to me tomorrow, I promise I'm not filing any complaints anytime soon, right? I'd love to receive those. I, I think the brand that does well at capturing my attention, although not via remarketing, is Jockey, right? But but other than them, you know, Jockey seems to be the only one that thinks I've got genuine needs for their products. <laughs> and nobody else wants to chase me with an ad, right? Lazada, Shopee, by the way, you guys do a terrific job of chasing me around with an ad. Uh, but I would still say, if I appreciate a product, if I appreciate a service, I do want to get chased around with the ad because the chances of me making an impulse purchase are, are very low, right? So two channels where you can do remarketing, Facebook uh, and Google AdWords, two ways to do remarketing, existing audience like site visitors to your website and your remarketing lists. If you've got a thousand people on your list, you can ask Google, please show my content, please show my ads to these specific people. Right, And you, you do that by advertising to what's called the remarketing list. The same feature is available on Facebook. Now, I've talked about the what and the how. Let's talk about best practices, right? Let's talk about remarketing best practices. One of the first things to, to do is really segment your ads. Like I think one of, the, one of the biggest misses that I see when it comes to brands, when it comes to brand remarketing is I see way too much branded content. I see way too much branded content. So I'll, I'll give you an example. Let's say I look at let's say I look at DMCI properties, and I'm not saying this is how they're doing it. I'm saying like this is just theoretical. Let's say I'm looking at a, a DMCI property, and let's say I'm looking at a DMCI property in the south, right? Let's say Paranaque or Laguna. Let's say when I leave DMCI's website, what I will most likely find is that I'm getting chased by a DMCI ad. I'm not getting chased by an ad for that specific property. But there's a reason I looked at that specific property's web page on the site, right? There's no point in DMCI chasing me with a DMCI ad, because I know who you are, right? So that's not the way you wanna, you don't want the brand to be top of mind to me in this specific situation. You're in the consideration phase of the sales funnel. You wanna chase me with an ad for that specific property, right? So. The best thing to do is to segment. I'll, I'll give you guys an example. If you guys go to the True Logic blog, listen to the podcast, or let's say go to the website, we chase you with a branded ad, right? That, that's all we do. We just chase you with the branded ad. Um, if you go to True Logic DX, by the way, we'll only chase you with the True Logic DX ad. We're not going to chase you with just the True Logic branded ad. But if you go to a service page, we chase you with the ad for that specific service. So if you if you went to our website and you read the content of our social media service, we only chase you with a social media ad. If you go to the web design page, we chase you with a web dev page. And so that's one thing we do. We segment you from the general population that pays the website a visit. If we manage to successfully return you as a visitor to the website, we're probably not going to land you on the organic page that drop the cookie on you. We're going to drop you into a conversion. We're going to drop you into a, into a conversion page, a, a landing page that is more aggressive at asking for your permission to market or to sell to you, right? So we don't even land you on the same page because that you probably already expect that page. And what we'd like to do is we'd like to give you new information 
that might not have been part of your consideration on your first visit, right? And if you don't fill out the page, that's fine. A secondary ad that is more mature and slightly more aggressive will then chase you after that until you actually convert, right? So segmentation, super, super, super important. Whether you're doing it on Facebook, whether you're doing it on Google, it is super important. The next one is tailor your ads to your strategy, right? Like there are some ads are meant to agitate and then some ads are just meant to remind. And in our case, on the first level, we remind. On the second level, we agitate. And when I say agitate, that means the ad content talks about the customer's problem, right? The ad reminds them, hey, do you still have this problem? Hey, do you still have that problem? And we try to bring them back to the website and then we tell them how they solve that problem. The next one is, don't be afraid to mix up your, your marketing channels, especially your remarketing channels, given how cost-effective they are, right? I usually get the question, should I use Google or should I use Facebook? And I'll tell them, you have 500 bucks, do both, <laughs> right? Come on. AdWords' minimum spend is like $50 a month, right? So mix up your remarketing channels. If you're B2C, you cannot afford to not be on Facebook in the Philippines, right? So unless you've got a really strong, compelling reason to not be present at both, be present at both. I'd also say that I think a lot of people sometimes stop remarketing because they're afraid of failing. And I'd say, don't be afraid to fail, right? If you don't try, you are 100% not succeeding, right? So at the minimum, at least try it. If you fail, learn to do better. The next one is do complementary selling. Don't nag people that have already made the purchase. One of the remarketing strategies I hate the most is seeing people sell me the same stuff that I've already bought, right? Like if I bought an e-scooter, don't chase me with a banner for an e-scooter. I already bought an e-scooter. Sell me safety lights, sell me knee pads, sell me a helmet, sell me a spare tire, sell me a spare charger. But don't sell me the e-scooter, right? I'm not Squidward. <laughs> I can't ride two of those simultaneously. <laughs> so th this is what I mean. Understand the role that complementarity can play when it comes to your remarketing strategy and then make the most of what you got, right? And so I would say with, with those and to keep it brief, those are, I would say, the neediest conversations that brands should be having and companies should be having when it comes to remarketing. And with that, I'm going to thank you for listening to another episode of the Crew Logic VX podcast. Thank you to my crew for making this happen and to my crew that took it over when I wasn't doing it myself. If you have questions, comments, would like to participate in the conversation, have suggestions, I'd love to make Logic DX a conversation and not just, you know, a monologue of podcasts. Give us a shout out on social media if you can. We're on Facebook, we're on LinkedIn, and we're on YouTube. And check out our website for more digital marketing resources. Don't forget to subscribe to the Logic DX podcast. I'd appreciate it personally and it goes a long way. And so that you can set up an alert for any new episodes. The True Logic DX podcast is powered by our friends at Pod Machine. Super appreciated, guys. And I will see you on the next episode. Cheers. Thanks for tuning in to the True Logic DX podcast, an audio production show for people who want to take their digital marketing game to the next level. True Logic DX is powered by Pod Machine. If you enjoyed today's episode, follow at True Logic on Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube. Check out our website at www.truelogic.com.ph for more information on digital marketing. And make sure to catch our upcoming episodes on your favorite podcast network. Until next time, 